Genesis 24, verse 1 through 28. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord blessed Abraham in all things. Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who had charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, the God of all the earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell, but you'll go to the country of my kindred, the Chaldeans, take, uh, and take a wife there for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, see to it that you not, do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house, from the land of my kindred, who spoke to me and swore to me, to your offspring I will give this land, he will send his angel before you, and he will take a wife for my son there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from this oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took 10 of his master's camels and departed, taking all sorts of choice gifts from his master. He arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. And he made his camels kneel down outside of the city by the well of water at the time of evening, the time that the women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, please grant me success today and show your steadfast love to my master Abraham. Behold, I'm standing by the spring of water and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman to whom I shall say, please let your jar that uh, let down your jar that I may drink. Who shall say drink and I will water your camels. Let her be the one that you have an appointment for your servant, Isaac. By this, I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he'd finished speaking, behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her water jar on her shoulder. The young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden whom no man had known. She went down to the spring, filled up her jar. Then the servant ran to meet her. Please give me a little water to drink from your jar, she said. Drink, my lord. And then she quickly let down her jar upon, uh, upon her hand, and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. So she quickly emptied her jar and uh, into the trough and ran again to the well to draw water. She drew for all of his camels. The man gazed at her in silence to learn whether the Lord had prostrated his journey or not. When the camels had finished drinking, the man took a gold ring weighing about half a shekel and two bracelets for her arms weighing 10 gold shekels and said, please tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? She said to him, I am the daughter of Bethuel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Nahor. She added, we have plenty of both straw and fodder and a room to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshiped the Lord. And he said, blessed be the Lord, the God of my master, Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and faithfulness toward my master. As for me, the Lord has led me in this way to the house of my master's kinsman. Then the young woman ran and told her mother 
uh, all of these things. Verse 50. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said, the thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you bad or good. Behold, Rebecca is before you. Take her and go and let her be the wife of your master's son as the Lord has spoken. Verse 61 through 67. Then Rebecca and her young woman arose and rode on the camels and followed the man. Thus, the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now Isaac had returned from Be'er Lahai Roy and was dwelling in the Negev. And Isaac went out to meditate in the field toward the evening. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, there were camels coming. Rebekah lifted up her eyes, and when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from the camel and said to the servant, who is that man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, it is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things he had done. Then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah, his mother, took Rebekah and she became his wife and he loved her. So Isaac was comforted after his mother's death. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Man. Well, Isaac, man, he got back from Beher Lahai Roy and oh, got him a It's all man. spicy. It's oh, all spicy man. after that. Come on. Oh, man. Man, I, I think a lot of us have taken that trip to Beher Lahai Roy and then the Lord <laughs> provides, you know? Oh, classic. Uh, man, what a great story. I mean, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, the man behind the curtain, Will Kynes, is, is leading us to think about love, romance, and, and really, I mean, what is this story about, Will, but the provision of God for his beloved? The, the only person who might love, love more than Jason Dees is Will Kynes. I know, I know. <laughs> Just what I thought, no one loved love more than me. Well, you know, I remember when old Will Kynes was falling in love. And let me yeah, tell yeah. you. I bet it was. It was awesome. I bet it was awesome. It was spicy. Um, old Vanessa, <laughs> he just, he had eyes for her. You know, that's a, that's an interesting story. This is a little bit of an aside. Obviously, it has nothing to do with Isaac here, but. Um, but also everything to do with Isaac. It has continue. everything to do with Isaac. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it kind of does. You know, <laughs> you know how Will um, first got connected to Vanessa? It's how? a true story. You? Will, no. No, I, I was there like when they first started hanging out. But um, Will was um, like, you know, Dr. Moeller had like the, it's, it's now the briefing, but he used to actually have a call-in radio program. Epic. Uh, it was called, um, what was it called? I mean, I, was, I think it was just called the Albert Moeller radio program. It, 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 at one point it was called truth on the line and then it changed to the Albert Moeller radio program. But anyway, <laughs> very Baptist. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Will was one of the like call screeners on that. And Vanessa called in to ask Dr. Moeller a question. No and way. Will thought like whoever this girl is like, is awesome. Like the question, I don't know what the question was, but it was like such a well-worded question. So thoughtful. Wow. That will his first encounter with her was her voice on the radio or on the phone calling into the radio. And he just thought the question was so great. Well, then I think we were all like hanging out and he realized, Oh my gosh, this girl is that girl. And I mean, he was basically, he was putty. He was putty in her hands after that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, what a moment. 
you know, I, I, I love, I love this. Uh, I mean, there, there is so much like awesome Hebrew Middle Eastern. I mean, the, the hand underneath the thigh, uh, you know, obviously Abraham wanting to make sure that, you know, his son is taken care of among his people. Uh, there, there's, there's so much to this. Now, I don't think you can draw like a bunch of, you know, lines of, um, you know, necessarily like biblical truth here. Not that I have to marry like a girl from Alabama or something like that, you know, but. When you die, you're not sending a, a servant to yeah, Huntsville yeah, to yeah. get a husband I'll be like, for only let uh, John Kellis marry a woman from Huntsville or something. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to this place you have sent me. Uh, <laughs> not a buckhead girl. <laughs> not a buckhead girl. I mean, actually, there might be some wisdom to that. No, no offense, no offense to to the bucket girls, uh, but <laughs> descriptive will not prescriptive. Descriptive, uh, yeah. But I, you know, I, I do love just kind of how the narrative plays out. I mean, there's a lot kind of going on here from discerning God's will about matters. Um, so again, I think it's a, there's a lot of like descriptive wisdom in this. What are some things that you take away? You know, I mean, I, I think like honestly. God has given us like, you know, we did we did Song of Solomon uh, a few weeks ago or like a week ago, whatever. Um, we record these in batches, so it gets confusing. But me and Barrett and Jordan knocked out Song of Solomon, and you know, I think like our our tendency, if you're listening to our daily rhythm, you're probably a, re- a reformed evangelical. And I don't care what people say about you; you're probably a great person too. Um, <laughs> but you know our tendency can be to be very, very, very serious about everything and especially romance, which is good, you know, and we, the way we talk about, about partnership and marriage, it's very partnership focused, which is so good, so important, not taking anything away from that because when you marry somebody that is your ministry partner, that is your hospitality partner, that is your parenting partner, you know, like, that's 100% true, but I'm grateful that even in books like Genesis or in Song of Solomon, we get pictures that that God gives us marriage as a means of grace. It's a gift. To feel joy, to yes. be comforted. And, you know, obviously it's not something that um, he calls all people towards and um, even Paul um, and Jesus and, you know, these landmark characters, but earthly romance and marriage, um, you know, as seriously as we should take it, we should also look for the joy. And, uh, you know, I, I constantly, um, being my age, obviously I'm married, but a lot of my friends aren't or are trying to get married. And a lot of what I see is, you know, there's, you'll see these people who are really, really happy in a relationship and, what can sometimes be the tendency is almost looking for things to freak out about um, and like looking for like hyper speculating for red flags. And I'm sure that you've seen this far more than myself. And a lot of times I just want to be like, man, like you both love God a ton and you like really love hanging out. Like, why don't you just like sit in that right now? I mean, it's such, and I don't think that is, Actually, I don't think that that is spiritual in large part. It, it's the anxiety of the age, you know. Oh, my gosh. Mostly. Um, um, I mean, 
I love how like simple this is. Yeah. You know, it's like Abraham felt a responsibility to his son. He got his servant to go get a girl for his son. They saw each other. They loved each other. They were comforted. And, and, and obviously like we live in this like dating culture, which can be incredibly anxiety filling. Holy crap. Because yeah. you, you, you know, the, the, the old Stanley Hauerwas quote, like destructive to marriage is the self-fulfillment ethic. Mm. Um, you know, at, at some point, um, you know, what Hauerwas says is like, you always marry the wrong person. Like there, there's no one person out there yeah. that is like going to fulfill every expectation, every desire is going to be like the perfect person that you can yeah. marry. The, um, the like celestial soulmate thing yeah, is not and, and, and biblically actually, present. if that is your end, if that's what you think you're trying to do, you'll always be disappointed and you'll always put too much expectations on any wife. Like actually it's God. It's, it's our covenant relationship with God that gives us identity, that gives us a purpose. Now, I mean, yes, I think if you share that with, you know, you, you should obviously share that with the woman. The Bible has a lot to say about being yoked rightly with someone who also loves the Lord. Yeah. But I love this. Like, you know, there was there was clear evidence from God. This is the one that, you know, God has for him. And then there was this just trust in the Lord that, that he was bringing them together. And then, like you say, I, and I love that you bring this out, like there was just joy in it. There was comfort. He loved her. He was with her. And that is that is one of the great gifts of marriage. And so, yes, I mean, I totally agree. We can freak out about this, uh, uh, about marriage so much. And, and I really think that, I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're doing this series on sex and dating and you know, obviously we've kind of finished that up now, but I mean, I think if we understand who we are in Christ, if we understand that the girls that we could be marrying or the guy that we could be marrying is our brother or sister in Christ and we honor them as such yeah. and we seek to honor, there actually is like a lot of freedom in the pursuit of marriage. Um, yeah. and there's a lot of, uh, and, and, and there's a lot of joy in that. And so, and then of course, when marriage comes, like, I think there's a lot of should be joy in that. And so, yes, I think we've like unnecessarily kind of laid this, um, I mean, we can kind of unnecessarily lay this like monastic, I need to be like suffering or if I'm not doing like ministry all the time with this woman, she's probably not a, I mean, it's like, no, like sometimes like, Let's go have fun together. Like sometimes like just, you know, enjoy totally. companionship. These are gifts and graces to God. And they're gifts and graces to God that, that are actually supposed to warm your heart toward him. Yeah. Um, and realize that that's the kind of relationship that God wants. That's one of delight and joy, not one of, you know, um, you know, this sort of like self um, restrictive or self-destructive, um, uh, you know, context. So anyway, uh, I, uh, uh, yeah, I love the good point. I mean, I love just hearing these stories and yeah. just, I mean, again, in general, I think it is like, as we trust the Lord and follow the Lord, he has his way of like providing for our, yeah. for our means. You know, and I do think that it is just helpful to recognize the heightened anxiety surrounding it. I, uh, you know, a, a few weeks ago, I went down to Marco Island to spend some time with and do some writing with our, our good Christ covenant friend, Matt Papa. And uh, while may we, the Lord bring him there, back there's to not, us. May, may he quickly, but there's not a lot of great, like amazing restaurants in Marco Island. Um, it's not like Atlanta where there's just like, yeah, you know, James Beard island. restaurants everywhere. Yeah. There's that just, one little like yeah. shopping area. Yeah. So did to. you go to Thai sushi while you were down there? 
Is it like where there's like a big patio kind of? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's like this Thai, it's a Thai and sushi restaurant. But you know, it's one of those restaurants where they come out and they give you like a binder of like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah there's yeah. like a million. Cause it's like two big genres of food. Right, right, Like right. all in one. And sort of a cheesecake factory style. Exactly. Menu. And yeah, it's yeah, yeah. like, that is a classic example of, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in this, you know, kind of discovery belief that, uh, that, people are less happy with their decisions when they're given more options. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think like dating, it, it connects so clearly to like nowadays, like if you kind of trace the history of dating, it went from like, you know, the 15 eligible girls in your village to like, or like five to now you have like Every three dating Earth. apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have, you know, there's long distance, there's like, you know, all your friends, networks, you know, it's, it's massive. And I don't have like a clear, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything does or doesn't work or to do or not do anything. I think it is good to realize like there is a heightened anxiety that's not natural to it, the it, topic. And so like- It comes from this self-fulfillment ethic. It's, it actually comes from not resting in the Lord. Yeah. So it's like, I, I do think that that is just the parting word is like, trust the Lord. And you know, whether you- or on hinge or not on hinge, you know, whatever. Trust the Lord. Yeah, and it, and and, and I, I'm not like anti-dating app or whatever, but I, I think I would just say like, you know, I mean, if you're a Christ covenant, like I would say to like a man and woman in Christ covenant, like they're, they're like, just, you know, go to Christ covenant, trust, you yep. know, your pastors and elders, like, Find someone who loves the Lord, who's moving in the same direction, and marry him. Like, it don't 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 make such a like. I have to find this like perfect person, or I've got to be waiting for the next best thing, or maybe next Tuesday night a better girl will walk in. I mean, yeah. you know that that is destructive. That is the, that is selfish. It's yeah. not God honoring. And so, anyway, I think it, I think any kind of time we can have these kind of conversations. It's so against our age of. Um, you know, giving ourselves, optioning ourselves to death. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's just a rest in the Lord. Um, and the beautiful thing about marriage, I mean, I love the Howard's quote, like you always marry the wrong person, meaning like, you know, there are things that like, I, there are things about Paige that I never thought I was looking for in a wife, right? Or I would say I wasn't looking for in a wife that are like actually have been like the most redemptive things in my life. Like, Can't agree more. Um, Can't and agree so- more. Like God knew better than I did. And yeah. so trust the Lord, walk in his way, and he'll take care of you. Absolutely. Well, for Will Carlisle, Jason Dees, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.